Alright, welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trinice. I am your host for tonight. As always, I thank God for all the platforms God allows me to minister to on a weekly basis. Instagram is here. Facebook is here. And for those of you that don't know, we do have um, a different platform where you can listen to the podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also uh, Spotify and Anchor are available to you if you are interested in those platforms as well. Um, so if you're interested in that, just follow, um, and it's, it's going to be under Imperfectly Perfect Live if you're interested in that. All right. So before we get into tonight's podcast, I'm just wanting to, um, talk about briefly, uh, we, we went over last week and we were wrapping up the unqualified series. And um, for those of you that have been following Imperfectly Perfect Live, you know that we've been doing an unqualified series for the past, what, couple of months. And there's been different topics that we talked about, such as um, war against flesh and um, spirit. We talked about uh, obedience versus sacrifice. We talked about uh, fear of change. We talked about lack of faith. Um, And then we talked about insecurities. And then also last week, we went, uh, finished it off with, uh, what's next and concerning what's next is saying that um, we're so concerned about what's going to happen next that we um, fail to allow God to take us through the process of knowing and learning from what's what we're uh, God has taken us through currently in the now and so we just went over some things of um, how to get over that what's next syndrome we talked about what the next what's the next syndrome um, is and we just went over some different tools that can help you so that you can learn how to wait and learn how to learn from the lessons that's necessary in the current season that you're in so if you didn't see last week's podcast go to i am imperfectly perfect incorporated's facebook page you can uh, go on there and see it or you can go on instagram and it's i underscore imperfectly um perfect and then you can watch the uh, podcast from like last week as well and again, you can go on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and watch and listen to the podcast from last week. So, hi, Crystal, my cousin. I love you. Um, so, let's pray, and then we can get into tonight's word of God, because there's a lot that God has shared with me that I want to get into, and I'm excited about getting into God's word for tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for your presence, first and foremost. God, I thank you, God, for what you're doing. I thank you, Father God, for what you're um, going to do, Father. I thank you, God, for what you have already done, God. Your strength is made perfect in our weakness. I thank you, Father God, that your promises are yes and amen. That whatever it is that we desire, that Father God, as we seek you, Father God, as we are obedient, as we develop a relationship with you, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that it shall be done, Father. God, I thank you, Father God, that we will draw closer to you, Father God. Let your will be done, God, throughout this word, throughout this podcast, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I come against fear. God, I come against distractions. I come against every hindering spirit that might try to interrupt the Father God, your perfect will from being done. Holy Spirit, have your way. God, I have and I'm prepared, to Father God, to uh, flow, God, with what you have shared with me. But God, if you want to flow a different way, have your way, God, and may I be obedient, God and sensitive to your voice and to your way. May you get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' awesome name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you again for all of those that are tuning in on Instagram and on Facebook and on our um, podcast platforms. Welcome to everybody that's tuning in. And tonight, we're talking about the topic of open door. 
we're talking about the topic of open door and when um when it came to studying for this uh, particular topic and even when god down downloaded into my spirit to talk about open door i was like okay god what um because a lot of times those of you that are teachers of the word of god um whether you have a title or whether you don't have because i don't have a title um and i'm fine with that whenever god wherever god leads me i will go um and but i said all of that to say is that those of you that teach the word of god you know that a lot of times when God gives you a particular topic or a particular message, he deals with you first. He deals with you first. And when God gave me the topic as, um, with open door, and I was like, okay, God, what are you uh, telling me um, in this message? And as I began to seek him, God was saying, you know, huh, you, you've been praying for an open door. But will you recognize it when it actually comes to pass? And this is what God said to me. He said, you've been praying. I've been seeking God. I've been fasting. I've been turning my plate down. I've been, you know, praying about some things that God has promised me and making sure that, you know, that I do what I'm supposed to do. And God is saying, okay, now that you've been praying about it, will you recognize the door when, it, when it's open? And I was like, wow, that really made me ponder because I was like, wow, will, will I recognize the door when it's open? Will I really recognize the door when it's open? Will you recognize the door when God opens it? Or will you allow yourself to miss God? Will you allow deceit? Will you allow deception? Will you allow yourself to be influenced by the world and you end up missing the door that you've been praying for God to open? So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So let me break down open and door. And this opened up my eyes to understand um, what God says. I'm opening the door for you more clearly. So open means being in a position or adjustment to permit passage, not shut or locked. Again, open is being in a position or adjustment to permit passage not shut or locked so how you think about open and saying okay that means that you're you're in a position whatever god is leading you you are there because and i'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit but we'll get into it more later is that if you're expecting god to open a door for you you need to be in the right position for him to do it how are you going to be ready if you're not positioned so i love i love this definition of open it says being in a position or adjustment to permit passage door door means a means of access or participation or in other words an opportunity again a means of access or participation or in other words opportunity so when you hear the phrase open door it's basically saying being in a position to receive access being in, in a position to receive access. Open is already letting you know that you have permission, that you have, mm, thank you, Jesus. When something is open, when the door is open, you have free access to walk in and to walk out, right? So door is the access. So it's not, it's not so much to have a door because trust me, there will be plenty of doors in your life but whether they'll be open or not, 
And whether there will be the right door is a whole nother thing. So door is one thing. Door is the access. But what if the door is closed? Then it means it's not time. But when the door is open, this is a, a position. You is a permission. Permit passage to go in. Permit passage to go in. And um, when we get into it later, we're going to uh, understand the difference between how to know whether this open door is from God or is from the enemy. So before we get into that, so we already um, said what open and door means. So what I want to get into is how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life. As I mentioned earlier, when God was dealing with me, he said, you know what? You've been seeking and fasting. You've been praying. You've been asking for me to open a door. But will you recognize that door when it's open? Or will you allow doubt to creep in? Will you allow deceit? Will you allow fear to cripple you and to, to cause you to, to be blinded when God actually opens the door? So how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life? Number one. Seek God's face. In order for us to recognize when God's opening a door in our lives, we must seek God's face. We have to seek him. We can't expect to for God to open a door and if, to be able to recognize when God opens a door if we don't seek the Heavenly Father, the one who's opening the door in the first place. See what the instructions are. See what he's leading you to do. To be able to decipher whether or not he's uh what when he's going to do it or how he's going to do it you have to seek him have and see how do you seek him and people are like okay what does it mean by seek god's face pray seek is another word for pray in the word of god pray if you want to know what god is going to do and when he's going to open it and how he's going to open it you need to pray and not just pray one time no you have to pray daily daily and when you are desperate when you are desperate for god to open a door in your life you are going to pray to him daily and pray over this word until you see it come to pass just because you receive a word does not mean that you just oh, okay you just twiddle your thumbs and just wait for it to happen no faith without works is dead and when god gives you a word when god lets you know what's going to happen in your life that it is your responsibility it is our responsibility to ensure that we pray over it until we see something happen pray until you see something happen push pray until you see something happen push don't just allow yourself to stand still and, and then allow the enemy to talk smack in your ear, convincing you that the God is not going to come through, even though he already confirmed to you that, he, that his promises are yes and amen, and that he's not a man that he can ever lie. You have to push, pray until something happens. Glory, hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 in the Amplified Version. Matthew 6, verse 33. In the Amplified Version, it says, But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. Glory. So in this passage, just saying that we have to seek God first and foremost. 
not seek men, not not seek our friends, not you know, give ourselves on on our own advice. No, we have to seek and then says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek him first. If you have any any um any questions or anything you need answers to, seek God first. And you don't seek people until God and see you seek God first. Why? Because then if you if it's still necessary for you to talk to people, God will lead you to the right person, to the right people to go to. So that you won't just, you know, because everybody is not meant for you to tell your business to everybody. It's not meant for everybody to know certain things about you and certain things about what God is doing in your life. So in order to know who the right person to go to, seek God first and say, Lord, I need guidance. I need help. I need understanding. He'll give it to you. And then if it's meant for you to let, to talk to somebody else, then he'll tell you who to, who to go to. Next scripture that I'm going to go to. Because again, number one is how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life. Seek God's face. So the next scripture I'm going to go to is James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. <clears throat> It says, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke, rebuke or blame. And it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways and everything he thinks, feels, or decides. My God. So again, God is reiterating in his word in different passages. He's saying, if you lack wisdom, if you need help deciding, if you need help making a major decision or even a small decision, depending on, you know, the magnitude of it. It doesn't matter big or small. Go to God. Seek him for wisdom. And then God also, I love what God says in verse 6. It says, but he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting God's willingness to help. My God. So that's another thing. When we seek God, we need to seek God with faith and knowing that whatever answer God gives us. That whatever God's answer that God gives us, whether we understand it or, or not, is the right way to go. You can't go to God and say, oh, okay, God, answer, you know, I need answers for what to do concerning my business. And then when he gives you the answer, you're like, mm, I don't know if that's going to work. Then what did you ask God for in the first place if you were going to go against or be disobedient with the instructions that he's giving you? He's giving you the answer. But because you don't understand it, because it, it's uh, going against what you thought and thought which way God thought was, uh, excuse me, which way you thought God was going to take you. Now, all of a sudden you're doubting him and you lack faith in that area. So you have to have faith. You have to, when you seek God for wisdom, go, go to God having faith that whatever answer he gives you. That is the right one. Why? Because he's the creator of all things. And he knows what's best. Glory be to God. And then it also reiterates the saying that. It's important not to doubt and have faith. Because you can't doubt and have faith. At the same time. 
if you try if you try to say that you have doubt one minute you're doubting god one minute you're having faith in faith in god and trusting god you are a double-minded man and it says you are unstable and restless in all your ways you have to pick and choose whether you're going to doubt god or whether you're going to trust them which one is it so next point for those of you that are just tuning in we're going over the topic tonight is open door and we're going over right now how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life. The first point was seek God's face. The next point is discernment. Is discernment. And discernment is basically knowing, being able to know right from wrong. Being able to know right from wrong. That's simply what discernment is. And the thing is about discernment is that when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are all given, we are all given um, the ability to have discernment that comes. That's one of the benefits of being saved. One of the benefits of being uh, a child of God is having discernment. Now, the gift of discerning of spirits is something completely different. But we all have discernment. Those of you that are saved, we all have discernment. We all are, um, are able to determine what's right from wrong. Now, whether you pay attention to the flag, red flags, whether you pay attention and be obedient to when God shows you and when the Holy Spirit reveals to you that this is wrong versus this being right, that's your responsibility. That's on you. But you can't say that the Holy Spirit won't reveal it to you. Why? Because he gives us the freedom to be able to discern right from wrong. But as your relationship develops with God, as your relationship, you can draw closer to him. You begin to, um, to be able to understand even more and be able to um, hear God's voice even better. And that's the thing is like, like because yes, it's given to us, but. All gifts and talents must be developed. It must be trained. So even though God gives it to us as soon as we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your discernment must be developed. It must grow. You must have develop a relationship with Christ so that you um, you can uh, grow in your discernment. Because every level that you go higher in God is going to require a higher level of discernment. Every level you go higher in God is going to require a higher level of discernment. It will. Let's go to Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 through 11. The English Standard Version. We're talking about how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life. Number 2 is discernment. Philippians chapter 1 verse 1, verse 9 through 11. English Standard Version. Ha minyong. Ha shinika. So... Philippians 1 chapter, um, I mean, verse 9 through 11, English Standard Version. It says, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This was a prayer that Paul had for his church. And Paul was an apostle, so he had multiple churches. But this was the prayer that he had for those that were um, under him, those that he shepherded. He said, I yearn for you to have affection with Jesus Christ, but not just only that. To love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, 
so that we may approve what is excellent. What is excellent? When you have discernment, you're able to decipher whether or not, because listen, there are going to be multiple opportunities that will come in your life. But whether or not, listen, God's, what God has for you is God's best. God's best is better than, better than anything in this world. So just because it looks good, just because it sounds good, just because it tastes good, whatever, just because it feels good does not mean that it's God's best for you. Because sin feels good. And if sin didn't feel good, then we wouldn't be doing it. We wouldn't be doing it when God tells us to, to do one thing. And then we disobey him to do the opposite. Why? Because it feels good to our flesh. But the word of God says, so that we may approve, excuse me, so that we may approve what is excellent. And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And we be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Meaning that we need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. To have a relationship to be able to have, be righteous, to be able to have fruit. Because the word of God says, you will know them by their fruit. Talking about your character, which is in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Letting you know, having patience, having long suffering, having self-control, having love, having peace. These are all fruits of the spirit. So we're still on the point of how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life is having discernment. The other scripture that I have for discernment is 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. 1 <clears throat> John chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. I mean, not Amplified, English Standard Versions. Wait, no, Amplified. Sorry. <laughs> so it says, testing the spirits. Beloved, do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this you know and recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God. God is its source. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the son's true nature is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. So I was like, wow, God, okay, you got me really <laughs> talking heavy tonight. But this is important. This is important to know because it's one thing to have discernment, but then another thing because we are, especially in these last days, we are experiencing a heaviness and a, and a high level of false prophets and false teachers and false philosophies being manifested in this world. This is, the, this is facts and it says it in the word of God that the spirit of the Antichrist is already, is already in it's already here. It's already here. So we need to be able to decipher whether or not what source is coming from. My pastor Tracy always talks about three sources. God, our Heavenly Father, 
ourselves in demons, demonic spirits, demonic forces, devil himself. So because there are three sources, we need discernment to be able to decipher right and wrong to also be able to decipher which source is coming from. Because again, the enemy likes to come to steal, kill and destroy. And the enemy knows what we like. Just like God, God knows what our heart's desires are, the enemy knows what we are attracted to. He knows what to say. He knows what to do. He has to know that. It's his job to know that. How is he going to deceive us if he doesn't know what, what we like? If he doesn't know what we want? He knows it. So he's going to come with a counterfeit. He's going to come with something that looks like what God's best is. And that's why we need discernment to be able to know the difference of what God's best is versus a counterfeit. I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get more into depth into that a little bit later. But number two, again, is discernment. Number three, how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life. Trust God. Trust God. Whatever God is doing in your life, whichever way God desires to go, you have to trust his decision. You have to trust his instructions. You have to know that whatever God says is what you need to do. When you seek him, you're already asking God. And then when God lets you know, you have to follow it. Because otherwise, you're wasting God's time in yours. If you, if you already plan on being disobedient, then why are you seeking God for his wisdom and for his um, instructions? So it's important that we trust God because again, and what was in the passage, James 1, 5 and 8, it says you can't trust and doubt God at the same time. Because when you do, that means you are unstable. You are having a, you are a double-minded man, unstable in your ways, unstable. So it's important that you trust God. Whatever, whatever direction he's leading you, trust that he knows what's best. So let's go to Psalms 37, verse 4 through 6. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. Hi, David. Psalms 30. Hi, Jasmine. Psalms 37, verse 4 through 6. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. <clears throat> And he will give you the desires and petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him also and he will do it. He will make your righteousness, your pursuit of right standing with God like the light and your judgment like the shining of the noonday sun. My God. So God, when it says delight yourself, meaning that, ah. Uh, the light in God, meaning that you just, you dwell with him. You commune with God. You, you stay near to him. You come, you draw near to God, meaning that you pray. You're reading the word of God. You're worshiping him, delighting in the fullness of God. And he said, when you do that, he will give you the desires and petitions. Petitions is your prayers. Things that you ask God for. He'll give you desires of your heart. And he says, when you commit to him, when you commit to him and trust him, commit and trust God, he said he will do it. 
Whatever, whatever you ask God for, whatever you come to God for, when you trust him, when you trust him and commit to him, he will do it. It will come to pass. As long as it's in God's perfect will. That's a whole nother topic. Sometimes we be praying for things that is not in God's will. So we got to watch out for that too. Praying for things that God didn't even say is meant to happen. No, it's what we're praying for is things because God says his desires are our desires. Meaning that whatever God puts the desires in our heart. Now, whether our flesh tries to get in the way, that's one thing. So you have to be careful what you pray for as well. Oh, number three again was trust God. Number four, how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life. Number four is get wise counsel from godly connections such as pastors, mentors, leaders. Or if you are have um, godly people in your circle, might, God might use some of your friends and you have to watch with the company that you have around you. You need to watch whoever it is that you're hanging around, whoever it is that you call your sister or your brother. You need to watch who you are close to because one, that is a reflection. Whoever you're hanging around, if they have ungodly character, that is a reflection of you. It's a reflection of you because if you're hanging around somebody that's a liar, what does it say about you? If you know that they are a liar, it's saying that you approve of their actions. Because if you didn't, you would say something. And, if you, and then if they don't change their ways, you will remove yourself from that connection. So, you, if you want wise counsel, seek God. Get wise counsel because first and foremost, we talked about already, number one, was seek God's face. But we said that, I said that sometimes God will send you to people to receive wise counsel. Because it may be something that somebody... Um, some advice that they have for you because they may have experience, have experience in that area. They may, um, may have worked in that job class before. They may have traveled in a certain place. They may already be experienced in a certain, um, in business endeavors. They may be experienced in investments. Hey, Lux. They may be experienced. Hi, Melissa. They may be experienced in certain areas. So that's why I mentioned pastors, mentors, leaders. Some of your friends, they, they might be, some of my friends, you know, one of my good friends, Camille, she is very, very good in finances. I talk to her a lot about finances. And so it's okay to seek, but you have to, again, seek God first and then allow him to lead you to where to go to, who to go to, to receive that wisely, wise, godly counsel. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Proverbs 11, verse 14, in the Amplified Version. And it says, Where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall and go off course, like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counselors, there is victory. Again, it says, where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall and go off course like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counselors, there is victory. My God. Why, why is there victory when you seek 
wise godly counsel because this journey is not meant for us to do alone this journey is not meant for us to do alone the word of god mentions when when god created eve for adam he says man is not meant to be alone Yes, there may be seasons because even when we don't have maybe uh, God is leading us to walk alone, we're still not alone. Why? Because God is with us. We're still not alone. Why? Because God is with us. And the reason because it's like when you seek godly counsel, if you are unaware of what to do next and they're already experienced in that area, why not go to them and say, hey, sis, I need help. Hey, bro, can you help me? Instead of trying to figure out on your own, listen, you may figure it out on your own, but you can save yourself a whole lot of time and heartache if you just go to somebody who already has the tools with, that you need to get the job done. But a lot of us have the spirit of pride in us. A lot of us have the spirit of pride in us that, that causes us to say, oh, well, you know, I'm good. Like, I got this. You know, you think that you can do everything by yourself. You want people to think that you're, um, you know, uh, what's it called? A woman warrior that you, you know, that you, you a man. So I got this like you come on now. But then like you, you fell in left and right. And had you just um, sought counsel like God led you to do. Then you would have been far along quicker and you would have got the job done quicker. So, number, um, I believe it was on number four. Again, it's how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life is seek wise counsel. Because for those of you, we are in a state where a lot of us have, um, are, were laid off. And you may be unemployed at the moment. And you might, listen, when you are in a place where you are forced to depend on God, it will cause you to be desperate in ways that when any thing comes about that she be like all right i'm gonna go with this why because it's gonna get me money but just because it's gonna get you money does not mean that's the direction that god is leading you to go and that's the thing and this is why the enemy gets us because he's like you know what i know they desperate i know they need money i know they want to be married i know they want to go to school i'm going to do this and that and i'm going to present just like he did eve in the garden of eden he presented Eve with something that was good. That fruit looked good to Eve. She was hungry. She was like, I don't understand. He, he, the way he deceived her was thinking that, you know what? God only wants you, only wants you to not eat of this tree. Because he knows that if you eat of this tree, you're going to be wiser than him. He deceived Eve. Making her think she already knew what God said. Why? Because her husband Adam told her. But yet, he deceived her. And if she ate of that fruit. And because of that, huh, we as women are currently still experiencing the disobedience of Eve every single month. <laughs> like, let's not even go there. But I'm just saying, like, it's disobedience and the deceit. And it looked good, but it was not good. It looked good, but it was not good. Looks can be deceiving. So you have to be careful of what door you take, what door you allow yourself to walk in. Be careful of that. My God. 
So again, number four was get wise counsel from godly connections, pastors, mentors, leaders, friends, whichever, wherever God leads you to go. Number five, how to recognize when God's opening a door in your life. Number five is confirmation. Confor confirmation, excuse me. Uh, confirmation basically means verification or final proof of something. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was a whole fly that just flew by. Um, confirmation is basically verification or final proof of something. So God sends confirmation in various ways. He sends confirmation in various ways. I did a podcast, um, a while back. Um, I think it was right before I did the unqualified series talking about different ways that God sends confirmation. He sends it through a man or woman, woman of God, um, such as a prophet or people that are gifted, have the prophetic gift. Um, he also, uh, was sent it through a dream or a song, or sometimes, you know, if you hear, if you recognize that God's voice, he will say it to you because maybe a man or woman of God already shared and uh, prophesied over your life. And then God confirms it by uh, talking to you um, with a still small voice. And you say, you know what? This, yes, this is the way you go. And he will give you further instructions as you seek God's face. It's different avenues and different ways that God will confirm his word. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Amplifier version. It says, Give heed. For this reason, that is, because of God's final revelation in his son Jesus, and because of Jesus' superiority to the angels, we must pay much closer attention than ever to the things that we have heard, so that we do not in any way drift away from truth. Glory be to God. Verse 2 says, For if the message given through angels, the law given to Moses, was, was authentic and unalterable, Every and every violation and disobedient act received an appropriate penalty. How will we escape the penalty if we ignore such a great revelation, the gospel, the new covenant? For it was spoken at first by the Lord, and it has and it was confirmed to us and proved authentic by those who personally heard him speak. Verse 4 says, And besides this evidence, God also testifying with them confirming the message of salvation both by signs and wonders and by various miracles carried out by Jesus and the apostles and by granting believers the gift of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So Jesus is saying it's important, especially with our salvation, to be able to confirm our salvation, to be able to decipher good from wrong, to be able to know um, both signs and wonders and miracles. And God also gives us gifts to be able to confirm certain gifts that we have because we all have God. We, God gives each and every one of us gifts to be able to fulfill the purpose that he created us for. So it's certain things and you don't want to go in the wrong direction thinking that you're supposed to be a chef and you're actually supposed to be um, a teacher or a fireman. Something completely opposite from that. But because you didn't seek God, just because you're good at something, does not mean that you're supposed to walk in an area and you're supposed to flow in an area. So you have to seek God and seek 
and then he will give you confirmation to let you know yes this is the this is the direction i'm leading you to go yes this is the way this is what you're supposed to be doing in life this is where you're supposed to be uh living this is who you're supposed to be marrying i rebuke this fly in the name of jesus hallelujah this is who you're supposed to be marrying this is where you're supposed to be going and when you do that and when you listen to god listen to god's voice listen to his voice take heed this is why i love the chapter the title of this particular passage it says give heed give heed give heed when it says take take heed talking about making sure that you are obedient listening to what god is saying following his commands following his instructions glory be to god hallelujah so again how to recognize when god's opening a door in your life number one seek god's face number two discernment number three trust god number four get wise counsel from godly connections number five confirmation so the next uh thing that i want to get into before we close is keys to ensure you walk through god's open door so we know how to recognize when god's opening a door in our life now now god wanted me to share with you keys to ensure that we actually walk through god's door to walk through god's open door excuse me number one in order to make sure that we walk through god's open door is that we need to get in position we have to get in position we have to get in position and you're like okay what does it mean to get in position meaning that because okay let me go back to that definition again when i broke down open and door open is being in a position or adjustment to permit passage door is a means of access or participation so a lot of times, again, we have, I mentioned it earlier, but a lot of times we have doors in our lives, but then there are doors that are closed and then there are doors that God actually opens in our life. Glory be to God. And I'm going to get to that point next in a second. But we, in order for us to even be ready for that door, we have to get in position, meaning that we have to prepare. We have to get in, there are seasons of preparation and there are seasons of activation. There are seasons of preparation and then there are seasons of activation and the season of preparation where God may have uh, given you a word. Let's just say God says that you were supposed to write a book, right? And, and I, I mentioned that last week. It was such a funny example of how God says that you are supposed to write a book and he already confirmed that you are supposed to be an author, right? So, the thing is that a lot of times we find ourselves that when God gives us a word, we go full speed ahead. And we're like, oh, God said I'm going to write a book. And so we just publishing any old thing. And then we already, or we didn't even write the book yet. And we already uh, at the um, at the release uh, party, the book release party. And we didn't even write the book yet. We didn't even ask God what the title supposed to be, what the message supposed to be, who we're supposed to talk to, who are the editors, you know, with, with actually getting the draft done. But we already at the finish line. 
And that's why God says this is a season of preparation and a season of activation. In your preparation season, after you have received the word and after it hasn't been confirmed, that's when you say, God, all right, um, seek God for instructions on what to do. And once God gives you instructions, then you follow it. And even if it seems like it's taking a long time, listen, the word of God says, listen, they, those that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. He shall renew their strength. And when you have wings as eagles, glory be to God, that's Isaiah 40, 31. I'm paraphrasing it. But if you want to read it a little more, Isaiah 40, 31. Matter of fact, I'm going to go there. I'm just going to use my hardback Bible. Isaiah 40, 31. Glory be to God. Isaiah 40, 31. And this is the New King James Version. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Yes, Melissa, that was Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Again, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So while you are waiting, while you are waiting, God is going to give you instructions on what to do while you're waiting. And that's meant for you to not that in moments, in moments where it seems like it's taking a long time. No, in Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3, um, matter of fact, let's just go there because that's um, the, the scripture. And I'm going to read from con the Common English Bible. Common English Bible or CEB. Habakkuk 2 verse 1 through 3 in a Common English Bible. It says, I will take my post. I will position myself on the fortress. I will keep watch to see what the Lord says, says to me. And how he will respond to my complaint. So pause right here. Habakkuk was complaining about some stuff. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to seek God and, and, and see if he gives me answers about what I'm complaining about. But little did Habakkuk know that God was going to give him instructions on what to do next. On what to do next. He was like, yeah, I heard your complaints. But about all of that, let's, let me let you know what to do next. So again, it says, I will take my post. I will position myself on the fortress. I will keep watch to see what the Lord says to me and how he will respond to my complaint. Verse two says the Lord responds. Then the Lord answered me and said, write a vision and make it plain upon a tablet so that a runner can read it. There is still a vision for the appointed time. It testifies to the end. It does not deceive. If it delays, wait for it. For it is surely coming. It will not be late. Glory be to God. Before I go back, yes, Melissa, those notes, number one, for that last part was seek God's face. Number two was discernment. And number three was trust God. Hallelujah. Seek God's face, discernment, and trust God. So back to um, keys to ensure you walk through God's open door. Number one, again, is get in position. And as we read here in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, 
God lets us know that we got to get in position. If we want answers for God, if we want wisdom, if we want knowledge on what to do next, we got to get in ourselves in position. Get ourselves in position. Glory be to God. How to ensure and make sure that we walk through that open door. Get in God's position. Hallelujah. Get in position. Meaning that get in a posture of prayer. Reading God's word. Whatever God is telling you to do. Write down the business plan. Start beginning to write the draft of the book. Start praying for your future husband or your future wife. This is how you get in position. You're preparing. When God tells us to wait. Just like he did in Isaiah 40, 31. When God tells us to wait, there's a, there are, those are things that we're supposed to be doing while we're waiting for God to open the door. Because God wants to see how bad we want it. God wants to see if we're ready. God wants to see if we're ready for the door to be open. And if we're not in position, then how are we going to be ready to walk in the door if we're not in a position? We have to be in position. Next point. Keys to ensure you walk through God's open door. Number two is don't go through the wrong door. Don't go through the wrong door. I mentioned earlier of having discernment and whether to discernment is basically knowing right from wrong. And the thing is, I'm going to read this. Uh, what God shared with me is that the misconception is that other doors won't be open and available to you. This is false. The enemy uses counterfeits to deceive us into picking the wrong door. God's open door comes with peace, reassurance, instruction, and confirmation. The enemy's door comes with confusion, worry, destruction, and doubt. It will appear to be a great opportunity, but something will be missing. That's where discernment comes into play. Glory be to God. I read that again. The misconception is that other doors won't be open and available to you. This is false. The enemy uses counterfeits to deceive us into picking the wrong door. God's open door comes with peace, reassurance, instruction, and confirmation. The enemy's door comes with confusion, worry, destruction, and doubt. It will appear to be a great opportunity, but something will be missing. That's where discernment comes into play. Listen, there are so many times in life where the enemy will come with a counterfeit. He will come with a counterfeit. Just thinking about using this quick example of, um, of Abraham and Sarah. And Abraham and Sarah believe in God. To uh, Sarah was believing God to have a son, right? But Abraham and Sarah began to get old in their age, and it everybody knows after a certain time it makes it hard for a woman to be able to conceive and even to give birth to a child. So Sarah began, Sarah was doubting God, and he said, You know what? She was like, I know what God said, but I. I I'm too old in my age, and at least if I can give my husband a child, then I would be good, right? The thing is, God had already let Sarah and Abraham know that the child that Sarah would give birth to would be God's promise. However, because Sarah saw that it was taking, felt like it was taking too long, she allowed herself to give her husband away to um, Hagar. Hagar was uh, Abraham's 
um, concubine. It was uh, Abraham's concubine. And he laid with Hagar and ended up having Ishmael. He ended up having Ishmael. And Ishmael was the counterfeit. Even though technically Ishmael was the firstborn. But he was not God's prom promise. He was not God's best for Sarah and Abraham. And that's the thing. A lot of times we allow ourselves to settle. We allow ourselves to settle. Why? Because we're tired of waiting. Why? Because we don't want to wait for what God said he's going to do because we think it's taking too long. We like, God, what's happening? We see everybody, you know, the doors being opening for everybody else. We comparing ourselves to other people saying, God, well, when is it going to be my turn? What about this? What about that? And then allow ourselves to get in situations where we settle and we confirm, conform ourselves. We allow ourselves to conform to the ways of this world. Finding ourselves in situations that God did not even intend for us to be in. Why? Because we are impatient. We are impatient and we are not waiting on God like it said in Isaiah 40, 31. We fail to wait on him. Because going back to Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 through 3. In verse 3, let's go back there for a moment. It says that there is still a vision for the appointed time. It testifies to the end. It does not deceive. If it delays, wait for it. For it is surely to come. It will not be late. So whatever God said is going to happen, it shall be done. And whatever God's timing is, is not delayed. It's not delayed. It's God's appointed time. The only time it gets delayed is when we are disobedient to God's instructions. We are the ones that delay it. When we prove to God that we are not ready, then you know what? You know what? Then you got to wait a little bit longer because we didn't trust them. And because we allowed ourselves to, to go a different route. Now God got to get us back on the right path because we found ourselves being disobedient to his will and to his way. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we got to be careful about going into the wrong door. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 12 through 15 in the Amplified Version. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 12 through 15 in the Amplified Version. And it says, But what I am doing, I will keep doing. For I am determined to keep this independence in order to cut off the claim of those who want an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things they brag about. For such men are counterfeit apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, since Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Verse 15 says, so it is, not, so it is no great surprise if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. But their end will correspond with their deeds. My God. See, the enemy will try to imitate God. He's been trying to imitate God uh, since the beginning of time. The enemy has been trying to imitate God since the beginning of time when he was Lucifer and he was the minister of music. He was the lead angel, basically. But because he could not settle, because he was not satisfied 
with God getting all the glory, the reason why God has angels is they they give God glory, they give God praise freely. The angels give God a praise freely. We give God praise by a choice, but the angels were created to do it automatically. So the thing is, by Lucifer, aka Satan, being the minister, minister of music. The lead angel back then. He created beautiful music. And he got jealous of God. And saying you know what I'm creating this music. I'm playing these instruments. I'm singing. I'm you know doing all this stuff. Why is nobody praising me? Why is nobody saying nothing to me? Why is nobody not giving me all these accolades? And God is saying you know what? He kicked them out. Why? Because all glory is supposed to go to God. All glory is supposed to go to our Heavenly Father. God gives us gifts to bring glory into his name. Not to ourselves. And this is what the enemy did. And this is what the enemy tries to get us to do. Is to start saying, well, why? Why do I have this? And why is this person getting this? And why I'm not? Where's my time? And why are they getting accolades and I'm not? You got to check yourself when that happens. You got to check yourself when you start feeling, having the spirit of jealousy, having the spirit spirit of being envy, having the spirit of, um, of I can't think of the word right now, having the spirit of env being envious of people, coveting, thank you, Holy Spirit, of coveting um, your neighbor's things. You got to be careful of that. Because when you do that, you find yourselves um, being angry with God. You find yourselves doubting God. You find yourselves saying, God will forget you. I'm going to do my own thing. No, check yourself at the door and say, Lord, you know what? Whatever it is you have for me, I'm going to do it. Whatever it is you leading me to go, I'm going to go. And know that whatever God is leading you is his best. God wants what's best for us. He does. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The last point, keys to ensure you walk through God's open door is don't miss the window of, op of opportunity. Don't miss the window of opportunity. Number one was get in position. Number two, don't go through the wrong door because you're going to be presented with multiple doors. But you have to have discernment to de decipher which door it is you need to go into. But number three is don't miss the window of opportunity. When God opens that door... You have to be ready to walk in it because you, the thing is, you don't know if that opportunity is going to be presented to you again. You don't know. Say if God told you to go to school and because you're fearful that you're not smart enough, you're fearful that, that you don't want to move. You're fearful that, you know, that God is not going to provide money for you. So you allow, you talk yourself out of and allow the enemy to convince you in talking yourself out of fulfilling and doing the will of God. But what if you don't have another opportunity? God forbid something bad happens to you. God forbid, you know, you get in the position and now you don't have the ability to do what God was leading to do in that season. You never know. You never know. Don't miss the opportunity and even comparing it to salvation. Because the word of God says, many are called, but few are chosen. The word of God says, many are called, but few are chosen. Many of us, God has been calling. 
And when it says called, it's saying that, you know, a lot of people God has been seeking to accept him as Lord and Savior, but they have not called. They have not answered the call. But those who answered the call to salvation are the chosen ones. They are the chosen ones. Glory be to God. I mean, one second while I start Instagram over again. Hallelujah. Those that wait on God, those that actually answered the call, hallelujah, are the chosen ones. Hallelujah. Welcome back, Instagram. So, again, number three was, again, for keys to ensure you walk through God's open door is don't miss the window of opportunity. This passage that I'm about to read is one of uh, Jesus' famous uh, parables talking about when Jesus, you know, he used about a man inviting guests to a banquet and how different people were using excuses left and right. So let's go to Luke chapter 14, verse 16 through 24 in the English Standard Version. Luke chapter 14, verse 16 through 24. In the English Standard Version. It says, But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servants, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house, that my, that, excuse me, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, None of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. My God. My God. Jesus was saying, listen. We are in the last days. And God has given a lot of us multiple chances. To, to come to him. To, to be saved. To rededicate our lives back to him. To follow God's instructions. And God's grace, yes, is sufficient for us, right? However, because we are in the last days, we have not talked about this earlier in another platform, is that we have to, we have to treat every day as if it's our last. And not thinking from a negative sense, but knowing that we are in the last days and the word of God says, no man knows the day or the hour of when Jesus Christ will return. And because the word of God says that, we need to treat every day as, as, as if it's our last. Meaning that, what did God tell you to do today? 
First thing when you wake up, seek God's face as we already mentioned. Lord, what is it? What is it that you desire for me to get done today? Who is it that you desire for me to pray for? Who is it you desire for me to speak life into? Who do you want me to encourage? What is it that you want me to do? Why? Because tomorrow is not promised. And only God knows what our future holds and what tomorrow brings. So that if we treat every day as if is if it's our last, then we will have a knowing in our heart that God, I did what you told me to do, and then I was obedient. And knowing that if this was our last breath and we had this is our last moment here on earth, that when we go to meet him, that Jesus will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Will we allow ourselves to keep missing opportunities? Or will we put ourselves in a position to be prepared and ready for when the door is open? And allowing God to show us how to recognize when the door is open. My God, hallelujah. I pray that you were encouraged tonight. I pray that you're encouraged, uplifted. Listen, I know it's hard. And I know that we are in a season of uncertainty. We are. And because we are a season of uncertainty, we can we will find ourselves in situations where it will where the enemy will use it. Will use it against us if we are not careful. And what I don't want for you or me is for us to go into the wrong door. And even though there is opportunities to repent. Finding ourselves reaping the repercussions of our actions because we were impatient, because we didn't want to follow God, and because we just wanted to please our flesh instead of pleasing God. And then we missed the opportunity because we weren't listening. We listened to man instead of listening to God because we were ill prepared and we were not in position. So my prayer, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. God, I pray, God, for each and per each person that is watching and listening, God, Father, whether now or in the future, Holy Spirit, I pray, God, for each and every one of us that you would strengthen us in the name of Jesus. God, many of us, Father God, are hurting. Many of us, God, are falling into a place, God, where we trust you, Father. But, God, we need answers. We need answers, God. And even as we seek you, Father, God, the enemy, God, has has opened up different circumstances that have, that have come our way. Many of us have faced different circumstances that it's caused us, Father God, to want to give up. It's caused us, God, to want to let go. It's caused us, God, to want to step away from the things of you, Father. But God, I come against it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of deceit. I come against the spirit of fear, oh God. I come against, God, anything that is not like you, Holy Spirit. Father, strengthen us right now god you said your strength will be per made perfect in our weakness so father god in moments god where we are weak and make us strong in the mighty name of jesus in moments god where we want to give up father god give us the strength to stand god give us the father god uh, courage father god give us the peace that god surpasses all understanding god bring people in our lives god that will encourage us that will uplift us god bring people in our lives that will push us father god to make make sure god that we cross the finish <coughs> excuse me that we cross the finish line in the name of jesus 
oh holy spirit cover us and keep us god reassure us father god that you are with us that you never leave us or forsake us god that you're always there god let us know god and make sure that father god that we know and confirm things in our lives father god because you are not a man that you are that you that you can ever lie god and your promises are yes and amen the holy spirit may we have confidence in you may we have god crazy faith and knowing that whatever you said shall come to pass father in the name of jesus may we not be god a double-minded man allowing our ways to be unstable but father god we will trust you no matter what no matter how long it takes no matter god what people may say no matter if it looks like we're looking crazy and looking foolish because we, we chose to stand in, on your promises and on your word god we will trust you we will stand and we will fight so that we will become victorious in the name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, we give you honor and praise God for answering our prayers. God, for giving us instructions and God, may we would take heed and know your voice to be able to decipher. God, increase discernment in our lives, Father, in the name of Jesus, to know God right from wrong. And God, may we surrender ourselves unto you, God, to do what's right. To do what's right, even God, when our flesh is telling us to do what's wrong. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you love us so much. You saw fit for this moment in time to come to place so that we can get ourselves back in order. God, we repent for not trusting you. God, we repent, God, for not believing you. God, we repent for not being obedient. God, we repent, God, for not going when you say go, for not speaking when you say speak. God, we repent. And Holy Spirit, forgive us. And we surrender our lives unto you. We trust you and we will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And before I close, I do want to offer the gift of salvation for those of you that don't know Christ. And as you were listening to this podcast or watching it even now, you know that God has been calling you. You know that God has been leading you pulling on you to come to him you tried everything else you tried drugs you tried alcohol you tried relationships you tried other religions but yet you still don't have peace in your heart in your life yet you still feel the spirit of rejection in your life yet you know it's something that's still missing and I tell you Jesus is the answer Jesus is the answer. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the answer. And if you're ready to come to Jesus and give him your life, accept him as your Lord and Savior. Say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life. I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and you rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I surrender myself unto you. Forgive me for all my wrongdoings. God, I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that wonderful prayer, welcome into the body of Christ. The best, the best decision that you can ever make in your life is accepting jesus christ as your lord and savior do you have a fresh start a fresh start 
If you need help finding a church home, if you need further prayer, please inbox me, whether on Facebook, on the Trainee Sharp, or you can inbox me on um, I Am Perfectly Perfect's Instagram page, or um, my personal page, only underscore Trey, is multiple ways from reaching out to me. Also, um, make sure you listen to this podcast. Uh, tomorrow, it will be uploaded uh, tomorrow on the various podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public. Uh, make sure you listen to that as well. And before also, I want to make sure for those of you that don't know, that once knew Christ, and you feel like God is tugging at your heart so you can come back and rededicate your life back to him. Trust and believe. If you still have breath in your body, it's still another chance to get right with him. Whatever you did in your past, God loves you. Whatever you did, when you repent for your sins and of your wrongdoings, Jesus will wipe the slate clean and give you a fresh new start. Glory be to God. If you're ready to rededicate your life back to Jesus, say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I apologize for turning my back on you. I know what I did was wrong and I chose the world over you. God, forgive me. Wash me. Make me whole. Cleanse me. Renew my mind, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right. I surrender myself unto you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you pray that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. The best decision you can ever make is making sure that your salvation is secure. Hallelujah. I thank you. I love you guys so much. I pray that you were encouraged and uplifted. Please, if you need prayer, if you need help for any reason, please inbox me. Please reach out to me in any way that you can. I love you guys. I pray that you are encouraged. Make sure you tune in next week on Imperfectly Perfect Live. So until then, be blessed and have a good night.